0: Entire production supervised by Big One. Uh... Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Bill. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watched No Retreat, No Surrender 2, Raging Thunder. This was released in Germany as Tiger Kick 2. Oh so, to all our German fans out there, that's what we're talking about. It just just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Uh... This movie oh, has a... We've secret. been on the same
1: page with our German <laughs> listeners for a long time. Oh, yeah, they're, they're big if fans. If you're
2: still with us after uh, Army of Thieves,
0: then... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Boone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, before we get into <coughs> Cambodia, Parker, do we have any news?
1: I just we need to take a moment of silence for a friend of the show, Aaron Carter, leaving us. Truly one of the biggest losses we felt all year. Everyone just take a drink think about all those good times you brought us
0: aaron oh aaron
2: i will never forget my favorite aaron carter anecdote where uh um i was at i was at a bar at out in dc uh hanging out with a couple of friends both of them who had uh tinder dates that like didn't know each other like we were just kind of like hanging out was, like a big group and like each everybody had friends it was like you know like like you know it's like we like, kind of was hanging out like you know two or three from each group or whatever and uh Two of the girls who had never met each other had apparently both been sexually harassed by Eric Carter.
3: So
1: <laughs> that. A big shout out to him dying, and then next day just coming out. One of his neighbors is like, "Man, glad we don't have to deal with that anymore."
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a life he's lived. You guys know he was not pop star. Oh, the other one. Yeah. Hope your team is sitting well. Anyway, uh, let's same. get to her. yeah. Let's well, get. We'll get to that. No, oh, I wish we wouldn't. Let's get to our jerks of the week. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, I have some oh, news. Oh, sorry, Alex has some news. Yeah, Alex, do uh, you uh, have news and or a question?
2: Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> so, breaking news from Lucasfilm. film. Apparently Yoda just talks like that because he feels like it. <laughs> now, I what? saw a
1: claim of this, but have not uh, backed it up by watching a <laughs> Star Wars cartoon, because I, mean, I get made same. fun of enough.
2: Well, so, the girl Yoda talks normally. Um, that That, I can confirm. Uh, there's a girl Yoda. She talks normally, and uh, I guess they've been getting so many questions about it that one of the head dipshits came out. I was like, yeah, he uh, he talks like that as a tribute to like his fallen master or something. Uh, or, I don't. Know. <laughs> what I'm saying is, our boy's just doing a bit, and it's That's one of so the greatest bits in the history of the
1: universe. I spent <laughs> my entire life just assuming like, I don't know. I guess the races are weird like that, and it turns out he's
0: just a little just, green just a weirdo. weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Explaining the jokes, they are. <laughs> Thank you for listening all right let's get into our jerks of the week oh fuck I can't believe you've done this my jerk of the week is rwa who just sucks as a person yeah yeah All that guy cares yeah. about is his fucking sports teams <laughs> yeah
2: fuck yourself buddy yeah it never does have another for... anyone so have another alcoholic in the server <laughs> <laughs> they really do keep it fresh yeah <laughs> like there was like a moment when like all that was going on and I was like should I just fucking kick him and like rip the band-aid and I was like but he gives us so much. Like, he's he's given me at least one hundred times in the past three weeks that I've been able to say just woke up and check the box score. Yeah. <laughs> about not just sporting events at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, I was laughing so hard at work I could barely contain myself when I was thinking about just woke up and check the box score. I can't believe you sent your defenses to Calais instead of Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: How did this happen? <laughs> All right, stats. I love that that's for
1: no one but us, but you know what? Sorry, yeah. Doesn't matter. Me. Fuck everybody yeah. else, dude.
3: Yeah. I have a
0: bad habit of that.
2: Who are your uh, jerks of the week? My, my jerk of the week is local dining establishment Popeyes, who apparently thinks it is appropriate when somebody orders two entire fucking chicken meals to give you one sauce packet, and when you ask for more, say, no, sorry, we can't.
3: Oh hell no! Whoa, not. whoa! That's, that's a uh, that's a fight. Yeah.
2: Installed the Yelp app to one star them. Like, <laughs> hell yeah, dude! <laughs> got them. That's uh, <laughs> really it's really hurting their uh, their two point two
0: before before that, uh, <laughs> that one came in. So wouldn't go there. <laughs> <coughs> you know, yeah. I've got a Popeyes literally right next to my building. I've never been there. Popeyes <laughs> is
2: good. Like, I, I mean, like the food is tasty. Uh, everything else about it sucks ass. Because it has, like, you know... It's very much not, you know, one of the gold standard fast food places where you can actually expect, like, reasonable service and your food to taste the same every time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the highs are pretty high, so well, there's that at least. Keep that in mind.
1: Uh, Parker, you got one for us? Um, anyone who's upset about anything that's been happening on Twitter for the past week <laughs> <they> <laughs> could not give a shit, but also sort of Hero of the Week to Kathy Griffin for getting banned and then just logging onto to her dead mom's account to tweet about it. <laughs> That's an incredible power play. Oh, I cannot stomach. believe it. She, like, she tweeted, like, by the way, this is my dead mom's account. I don't think she'd mind.
0: It's like, damn. Just you know what? I, I don't think she would. <laughs> Correct. You know, that actually does kind of expose, like, the addiction that some people have to Twitter, you know? Um, I, I I love seeing their addiction just to be there in front of them. It's. Like, I, every I, single I, time if I'm the so last fre- person on Twitter. I'm fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone fucking freaking out over, like, what are we going to do without this? We have the same thing we did before, Pinky. You know, it's just fucking. I, and my favorite are the fucking losers who are like, oh, you should use this program,
2: Master. Oh, I'm not. like IRC. No, no, it's like, IRC. Not. It's like no. you're not. It's You know exactly who those people are. The people that loved IRC in, like, 1994 and just keep remaking IRC with different skins and trying to get normies to use it. Like, they're just... They're a fucking plague. Would like, leave my uncle out of this. I, I
0: was out on Macedon as soon as I saw Andy Levy saying that he was going to toot on there. I'm like, no, I'm not going to <laughs> Like, I'll say, uh, at one point in my life, I
1: paid to post on a social media place, and uh, the owner of that forum killed himself. So, uh, yeah, you know... Everyone's on the track record.
2: Yeah, charge us whatever you want, Elon, buddy. Yeah,
0: I think it cost me twenty bucks to sign up for Lulz. So I will simply. Marcel's stay not on doing Discord. great. though. So.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Well, most uh, of us aren't, as it turns out. Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh,
2: on that note, heartbreaking news uh, Uh-oh. brings me no pleasure to report that Tesla has unfollowed the official Rick and Morty account.
1: <laughs> what are we fighting for out there, guys? <laughs> How are we supposed to
0: explain that to other people? <laughs> I'm just going to turn
1: my alarm off. I'm not getting up tomorrow.
2: Well, you see, he paid $2 million to be in an episode of Rick and Morty
0: because he thought it would make people like him, and then everyone made fun of him, and then he got mad and banned them. <laughs> I, I did like the Onion article that just came out that says, attention to everyone, please like me.
1: <laughs> I do feel like that, though. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, let's get into uh, what we watched recently. <laughs> I actually have some pretty good ones here. So this should be some fun. Some I watched a uh, I watched a <laughs> movie called Innocent Blood. Innocent Blood is yet another vampire movie. It seems like half the movies on the list are vampire movies, but I actually had a pretty good time with this one. What if you combine vampire, like you take a vampire and you set her in New York City against the mob, the okay. it- very Italian mob and it works wonderfully i am very it's also structured as a bit of an erotic thriller perhaps not as much on the eroticism as it was sold to people but it still works the, the lead actress is very attractive and uh she ends up turning most of the bob into killer vampires who then terrorize the city and they have to be taken out and uh i really like it now i mentioned this to parker like hey innocent blood is good you should check this one out it's it's uh who does the the, makeup? the Who's the guy who always does the makeup and all these things? The same guy? Every time?
1: Uh, there's like two or three people, but anyone who knows these knows it's either fucking Rob or Nick. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. The
0: guy with the mustache? which What's his name? Not Robertine. Oh, Tom? Oh, yeah, Tom Savini. Thank you. My, my good friend, Tom. <laughs> you keep like it off, I said, it's all one of three guys. people. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, Tom Savini. Tom Savini does the makeup. I think he probably gets killed or something. Uh, anyway, it's good. I, I mentioned think this Alex to Parker. It like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> saw the light leave his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, anyway, like no, it's actually a pretty good movie. I mentioned to Parker, like, hey, this one's pretty <coughs> good. Innocent blood is worth watching. And you're like, uh, were they innocent? And I said, well, the director was in the eyes of the law, but in, in terms of morality, perhaps not. The director was one John Landis. Who, as it turns out, did in fact land on his feet after uh, Twilight's in the movie. Too bad those kids didn't. Next one I watched was uh, not a future episode. Leprechaun. Oh, thank God. I really Until thought... like, eight yeah. hours ago, I thought that was
2: the episode. Oh, so yeah, oh. And like, yeah, that movie like she nasty. got home from work, and she was like, all right, fine, let's
0: watch the stupid Leprechaun movie. And I was like, no, 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 don't worry, it's something different. Yeah, yeah, thank goodness for that. The Leprechaun, though, it, it would have made for, like, a bad episode, but it would have made for, like, something fantastic. I think it would have just been like, yeah, it's just not very good. Jennifer Aniston makes her film debut in this. I think she's really good. Apparently, the director had to, like, really fight to get her in the movie. All the networking stuff she's like, who is this no-name? But she's like actually really good, so she's fun to watch. There is a supremely fat individual, and he's not just fat; he's stupid. That's all I need. If he were to start doing spin kicks, then then there would be a future episode. But instead, it's about a leprechaun. Uh, I, I guess a, a lot of people like this because and the entire series because they're horror fans. You know, it's whatever taste does not apply, but they like it because every once in a while he makes like, like some funny moments like he pogo sticks a guy to death you know like leprechauns in the days of yore would do uh there are a couple lines that stick with me every once in a while but overall it's not really that memorable i don't really understand why people get into it but you know whatever uh, yeah, you have a question, Alex? Uh,
2: excuse me, excuse me down yeah. here. Um, I, I just, I, I really appreciate it. Oh, Phantom uh, my, my people have representation, and it really is a uh, short empowerment movie if you think about it. So um, uh, I'll hang up and listen.
0: Okay. Well, uh... Oh, sorry,
2: I didn't mean to do that twice.
0: <laughs> Well, Warwick. Just jumping up to hit the button. <laughs> so, sometimes it doesn't go off on its own, man. I'm he's, he's, of it. he's jumping up to hit it like a, this is our house so when you leave in the locker room. He's <laughs> just going <hear> to. <laughs> <laughs> Someone Damn give me now. a boost.
2: <laughs> One of these days I'll get that dirt clot off the ceiling. Toss awesome.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Uppies. Uppies.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Warwick. Uh. The other thing I watched is you guys may have remembered when I mentioned that John Carpenter was doing that monster movie marathon on Chow TV. Well, he did one for a little-known movie from 1954 called Godzilla. He keeps calling it Gojira.
2: Oh, fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, right off the bat, I was like, oh, no. Reminds he... me of
2: the fucking guy on ETI who used to just insist on calling her Aerith. Oh. <laughs>
0: Man. So I don't I know, know if this counts as a defense, but uh, let me do my uh, impression of John Carpenter i have to stand up in order to do this. This will be the only time I stand up as John Carpenter. <sighs> Welcome to Shout TV. I'm John Carpenter. You're watching Masters of Monsters. Just right off the bat, he lives up to the reputation of not wanting to be anywhere besides his gaming chair in front of NBA 2K. And you can tell he is not pontificating about Godzilla or kaiju movies. He is reading off cue cards. You can see his eyes, like, moving along. Gojira was released by Toho Limited. Company, Japan in 1954. And actually kind of liked it. Uh, It was kind of cool. Also, uh, Godzilla's not a terrible movie. It's basically alright. It's one of the better Godzilla movies, which is a very low bar to clear. Uh, some interesting information that uh, I'd like to thank whichever intern was responsible for writing those cue cards and not looking John Carpenter in the eyes (laughs) Uh, it was alright but I I missed the other ones because it was a really busy week of work and those were all airing while I was working so I didn't get to see him talk about Rodan I wish it could (laughs) or maybe it just didn't air, maybe he was just like what Rodan? Fuck no (laughs) War of the Gargantuas, I'm not gonna do that all right. Uh, I actually want to watch this more now that
1: I know He's just <laughs> half-assed reading off cue cards makes I more cannot excited.
0: emphasize enough that he says the words Hello, I'm John Carpenter In the single most sarcastic voice I've ever heard <laughs> I really oh, don't think he likes hey, movies anymore <laughs> What's up? You may remember me from Halloween <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyway uh, I watched one of my assignments this is a movie that was released overseas as Matinee, but over here was released as Matinee. Stars John Goodman and maybe someone, I think, uh, what, Joe Piscopo was in it? I uh, do Actually, I think it was someone completely different. Anyway, Matinee. This is effectively a tribute to the director that I've talked about on here constantly, William Castle, the King of Gimmicks, and it's directed by Joe Dante, who's very well known for, like, a sort of cartoonish design to his movies. And i got to tell you, this might be, if not his best movie, then it's his second best movie behind Gremlins 2, the new batch. Matinee, it hits every single note that I was looking for. Now, I've often said that William Castle is one of the most underappreciated directors because it doesn't matter if the movie is good. If you contribute something to cinema, that matters. And having someone like John Goodwin play that part, that is exactly what I was hoping for. So here's the idea behind Matinee. Uh... This William Castle stand whose name I don't remember, it starts off, right? It's like a black... It kind of reminds me of, like, a Ed Wood, right? Is like, nuclear power has grown in the mid-20th century. Studies were uh, conducted on ants and human beings. But what if human beings and ants were caught in the same atomic blast? You get, and he dramatically looks at the camera, mant. And that was, like, one of the funniest things I heard. The entire, Every single time they say the word mant, it, it really cracked me up. Well, this does, in fact, take place during, I guess, like, the the late 50s. Actually, maybe it's early 60s, because Kennedy is president during this movie. So, early 60s, maybe like 61, 62. And uh, they mention the Cuban Missile Crisis, which William Castlestan says. Like, he can't compete with that kind of drama, but he's close. Uh, They they use the threat of nuclear oblivion to sell his movie. And I loved it. I, I thought that was a great idea. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of a dark joke, but this movie's PG, and yet... I didn't even notice. Like I I wasn't even like, oh, I didn't even realize they don't say fuck and then Sean A boobs, you know? It it just works. All the jokes work. Uh, and he just you like this community and it feels more personal than most other movies that are made about like, oh, here's what movies were like when I was a kid. Like this feels more personal than Hugo. There's a new Spielberg movie that's coming out called Meet the Fablements, which is pretty transparently about Steven Spielberg's childhood. And it's like this is how I, I got into movies and this is what my childhood was like like, yeah, it looks all right, I might watch it, but this feels like he was actually there. This feels like, look, the movies weren't any good, but we love them. And every once in a while, when you when you turn the camera back and you see the audience, that's like my favorite part. It's like, yeah, they're throwing popcorn at each other, but that's what going to the movies meant back then. Like, there are little details. One of my favorite details here is, in the fake movie that they're watching, the MANT movie, someone on screen will say a joke and everyone in the theater is stone silent. No one's laughing at these terrible fucking jokes. Uh, they have like a little romance that goes on behind the scene between these two kids it's kind of nice uh, her, her parents are like kind of uh, progressive for that era in which case there's like a very obvious I don't know if you guys know the, the phenomenon of banned in Boston the basic idea is like oh if this book says it was banned in Boston they can just put that on the cover people be like wow I gotta read this controversial book basically they're doing that with this movie it's like oh ban the sick filth which is going to sell more tickets because people want to see sick filth Anyway, her parents see this, and they're just like, hey, what about freedom of speech? How about you let people make their own decisions? And that's something I feel very strongly about. I'm a free speech guy. I think that's great. The guy goes into the movie, he watches it, he leaves. He's like, I don't know what that's got to do with free speech. (laughs) That movie's no good. Uh, Anyway, yeah, matinee was really good. Thank you, Parker. I love this one so much that I'm going to make a little deal. I'm going to rescind my assignment. You don't have to watch The monsters. Oh, thanks, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sick that you did that for me. Yeah, I didn't rem- I didn't forget that body. I assigned you this movie that I knew you would love with all your heart. You're like, yeah, that's cool. Do you want to watch Rob Zombie make the fucking monsters? You piece of shit.
0: Well, you don't have to watch it now. So
1: yeah, right. good, great. I'll tell her the good
0: news. Hey, babe, don't worry. <laughs> it's off the menu. All right. Well, now the next one. Oh, oh boy, the next one. This is a movie called Trauma. It's from 1993. Oh, I've heard of that.
1: little buddy! <sighs> all right. Uh, well, I I'm gonna basically know enough.
0: Yeah, here it comes. Some time ago, I mentioned on here that I watched Twilight Zone the movie, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good, despite the fact that it led to the deaths of three people. And my defense was, I try to judge a movie on its own merits. All right, it's not the movie's fault that they're dead. It's the director's fault. that they're dead, Right. Okay, so I try not to get too distracted with that stuff. That being said, I'm also like a really big guy to go to like the IMDb trivia section and be like, Oh, there's some interesting facts that I've learned about this movie. So that being said, let me recount some interesting items I learned while researching this movie. This movie is directed by Dario Argento. He's well known for Suspiria and other movies that are not good. He's Italian. Italy is a country in Europe. That is pertinent (laughs) information. He cast his own daughter, Asia Argento, in the lead role. She was 17 years old when when they were filming this. She was playing a 16-year-old, and she has a nude scene. Her father told her, no, take your clothes off. I'm going to film you, and I'm going to show this to millions of people. That's pretty weird, right? That's the first item I learned. Uh, uh, just,
2: just weekly. probably more like hundreds. Yeah, thousands.
0: I was. Nobody actually say. watches these, right? Yeah, millions. Well, right. Come on, come on. Well, actually, well, I'm going to stand by millions because this was his first U.S. release. So, anyway, she in the movie she plays the role of in the movie she plays the role of an anorexic, which was inspired by her half sister Daria, who was also anorexic in real life. Now, depicting your daughter's bodily issues uh, with your other daughter in a wide release or at least U.S. release movie. Maybe not the most tasteful way to deal with that sort of thing. You might want to keep it in-house, but hey, second item on the list. Let's go to the third item.
2: <laughs> daughter one, you're twice the size daughter two. Was. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, Well, don't worry. I'm going to bring things back down to earth. Uh, item number three. Asia Argento claims that she was raped by Harvey Weinstein in 1996. Uh, this was referenced in a movie that she made called Scarlet Diva. Now, she later became an outspoken member of the hashtag MeToo movement. And then she became a target of the hashtag MeToo movement, when she was accused of statutory rape by Jimmy Bennett. He was 17, she was 38. Now, she initially denied this, and so did her lawyer, but when proof was presented, she admitted to it and said it was weird. And she didn't know that he was a minor at the time, which is not a very strong defense. Now... When you hear all of this and, you know, you realize, well, Chris didn't like the movie very much, you're just like, well, that that hardly seems fair to the movie. The movie didn't cause all of this sexual abuse and this weird shit. Well, yeah, I I guess, you know, I guess I could judge this movie on its own merits. You know, maybe this is uh, the last great work of uh, the master of Giallo Cinema. Maybe it's a psychosexual tale of love and grief and murder and, indeed, trauma. Or maybe it's just a movie where Piper Laurie plays a fortune teller who starts bellowing bellowing messages from the deceased in the most deliberately silly voice that she can do. So I would say don't watch Trauma.
2: Can we hear the voice? Uh,
0: Shall I? No. Uh, We're going to do something else instead. Yes. Well, uh, Parker, did you ever watch Fire in
1: the Sky? Oh, buddy. Saw that on cable as a kid, and that one scene ruined my
0: fucking life. Oh, yeah, I bet. I, I have to admit this one, I thought it was pretty good, but the more I learned about it, apparently this is just the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. The basic idea is, you ever hear, like, those... It's always people out west in, like, Texas, uh, Oklahoma who get, like, abducted by aliens. And we went up in the ship, they probed my butt, you know? And it's, like, not believable in the slightest. Well, they made a movie out of it. And apparently, the guy that they base this on watched the movie. Was like, "That's not what really happened." I want to make a real movie about what really happened. And for some reason, no one's taking him up. No one's taking him up on the offer. Uh, this has Robert Patrick in it. Robert Patrick, two years yeah. removed from T uh, two, he's pretty good. I was surprised by uh, his performance. He's actually really good. Unfortunately, all I could think of was him in the faculty when he's just standing amongst all the uh, sprinklers on the field. So, uh, better alien it's movie not with not Robert shit, Patrick. But- yeah. Firing this guy is okay. It just didn't do much for me.
1: The alien abduction scene, uh, should not have seen that as a child.
0: Yeah, I oh yeah. I do that... not like eye <laughs> stuff.
1: I do not like it a single bit. I was very upset. Have not watched the movie since because was a lot. I'm not ready to face those fears.
0: Yeah. Oh, I bet. Oh boy, this next one. Alright. Um, skipping a couple here, just mesh them off. I, I watched When a Stranger Calls Back, which is the sequel to When a Stranger Calls. It sucks. Cool a movie yeah. that
1: needed to be 20 minutes long in the first place. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That opening's really good and they're like, "Oh cool, there's an Oh, there's an hour Act- 15 left." Okay. Actually, I uh-huh. th- actually thought the, the opening was pretty weak. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. Uh, the other one I watched the Stephen King movie called The Dark Half. I got I, I have not gotten one. to that one yet. It's not interesting. Fair this enough, next This next one was almost an episode. This is called, uh, the full title is Stewie Griffin, The Untold Story. Yeah. This is a... What <laughs> are we doing? Now we're talking. <laughs> no, this is actually, uh, it's called The Eight Immortals Restaurant, The Untold Story. Now, this is uh, unbelievable that it ripped off Stewie Griffin. This is actually based on a real-life event. Down in, um, I guess it was Macau where this happened, there was a restaurant that was owned by some guy and... Due to a gambling dispute, he murdered someone, then he murdered that guy's family, then he murdered all the other people who were asking about them, and then he cooked them into dumplings. So it's kind of like Sweeney Todd, but Asian. Anyway, China saw this, and they were just like, hey, let's make a movie out of it. What could possibly go wrong? So they have this uh, police department. It's got uh, three men and one woman and a police chief above them who is explicitly dating hookers and bringing them to the office. I guess you could just do that. And, uh, these, these, they're basically the Keystone Cops, or whatever the Asian equivalent of them is. They're, they're actually kind of funny, but they're funny in ways that I didn't expect them to be, like, they make jokes where are like, wait, you can't just do that, you can't just say that. Like, a good example is, uh, the police chief brings in a hooker, who's American, and is thus fairly well endowed, and all the guys are, like, ogling her and stuff, and the female cop says, do you guys just like big tits? And they're just like, yeah, and then they all stare directly at her chest, and they go, Eugh. and they all walk away, and, and she says, They can give you breast cancer, which I'm not entirely sure is factually true, but don't have much to work with and myself. That is what I would say if I had so, little titties, yeah. like, for sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they just do that, and uh, they're, just, they're doing this the entire movie, they're kind of like the four stooges, and then a rape scene happens and it is one of the worst ones that I've seen. You know, just a sidebar here, you're like, well, hey, Chris, you watched a foreign horror movie, what were you expecting? But, like, I expected this from Japan, I expected it from France, I actually didn't expect this from Hong Kong. Uh, also, I didn't expect it because it's 1993. One of the cool moments of getting this far on the list in terms of chronology is that people have more or less cut down on rape scenes in movies. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. It wouldn't be until I think it was 2002's, uh, was it Irreversible or whatever where that had that like that fucking twenty minute rape scene in the middle of it. Uh, well, this one, uh, everything besides that, I was like, oh, well, I, the cops are cool. Maybe they'll they won't do that anymore. Instead, it becomes like deliberately as gross as possible. Like at one point, the main bad guy he drinks piss to uh, to heal his injuries. Which, by the way, that's <laughs> not actually uh, how it works. A bunch of other really gross shit. Uh, lots of blood, lots of violence, lots of uh, threatened violence to kids. Uh, I guess Hong Kong doesn't really have standards there. It reminded me of Men Behind the Sun. Uh, Men Behind the Sun took a real-life tragedy, a real-life terrible thing that happened, and played it for laughs. And they did the same thing with the Ada Morales restaurant. I'm like, man, that. something about that seems wrong. I don't like that. So, uh, I do not recommend The Untold Story, because initially, like, the only reason I liked it at first was I liked it at first because it was reminding me of Ricky-O, the story of Ricky. I was like, hey, this might be interesting, and then it becomes way too gross for me, so that doesn't really get a recommendation.
1: Yeah, and now, then, you know, Stewie came back from yeah. the future, uh, <laughs> yeah. just really gave her the business.
0: With chopsticks. Anyway. Oh, uh, Jesus so much worse than you are picturing right now, Parker. I'm <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> uh, push it down the list if you're still working on, which I hope you're not. Anyway, uh, now, Parker, we talked about Fire in the Sky briefly, uh, and I, it was like, yeah, it was all right, it wasn't quite for me. Here's a better alien invasion sort of story. Remember eight, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers? The the 70s one, right, with Donald do. Sutherland? Yeah, yeah, everyone knows like, that face at the end of the movie. Well, that was actually a remake of a movie from the 1950s. Now, both of those I've already seen, I saw those a while ago, in 1993 they made yet another remake, and they just called it Body Snatchers. I loved this version. I thought this uh, was... It's it's real good. Yeah, I actually think this might be better than the 70s version. I really really latched onto this. I'm not really sure why I liked it so much. Uh, Meg Tilly is in it. She does really, really well. She has, like, one scene that she has to nail... She kills it. She does a great, great job. Uh, they do that horrifying scream that the aliens do, and they use it as a sort of like punctuation throughout the movie. And it's scary every time. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. That reminds me. Oh, yeah. Well, I might as well just put this in here now. Uh, yeah. We didn't... <laughs> I, I didn't go to the theater. Well, I went to the theater to see Maltese Falcon, but no one said next to me. But... Alex and Josh and I went to the, uh, went to Buffalo Wild Wings and someone sat next to us. Oh, hell yes, dude. (laughs) Now, Alex is sick, so I don't expect him to recreate that woman's yell. But she was a Bears fan, and the Bears were losing intermittently to the Miami Dolphins. And the only way that I can describe her yell is, remember that TikTok where the little brother smashes an egg on his sister's face and shrieks into the microphone? It sounds like that.
2: thing that it reminded me of, and I mentioned this to Chris while we were sitting there, is uh Parker. Remember when we watched Volcano? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember when that lady was looking for Bill the dog? <laughs> it was it was like that for like two
1: hours straight. She was... was very loud. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Yeah,
2: As we always managed to find him.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> I'm you the Pied Piper. The Pied Piper. <laughs> <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> You just walk into Alamo with your pretzel blowing on your little flute, and they just come barreling
0: in to fucking circus music. Johnson said, what do you want to order? And he sees me pull out a pan flute? No. Come on.
3: (laughs) Oh, boy!
0: All right. Well, anyway, uh, Body Snatchers was good. Body Snatchers is one of the better movies I watched this week. I actually think that one holds up. So if you guys haven't seen Body Snatchers, give that one a shot. It's really good. Dude, that scene with a little kid in the helicopter... It was fucking fantastic. That was just. I love that shit. So, like uh. Rules. Yeah, that holds up. Uh, you know what? It kind of reminds me of this, uh, this whole era. This. I'm in, uh, basically 1993. Uh, it's going more for, like, really gross practical effects. A lot of goop here. I'm a big goop guy. So, uh, that bo- That really handled things well for, uh, Return of the Living Dead 3. Yeah. Now, if you were to look up the poster for Return of the Living Dead 3. You guys ever play BioFreaks? Do you guys remember anyone remember BioFreaks? It was a fighting game for like PlayStation N sixty four. Basic idea was the US government got a whole bunch of uh, human beings, or I guess humanoids, and like outfitted them with like guns and like metal blades and stuff like that and turned them into bioweapons. Except they it was like Freaks was like a an acronym for something. I don't remember. It was like what if you combine, like, a, a Tekken sort of thing with a Mortal Kombat sort of sensibility and they have guns and can fly and stuff? Well, that's the cover of Living Dead 3. It is also the plot of Return of the Living Dead 3. Which, um uh, I, I knew I was in good hands when I saw that Brian Yosna directed this.
1: <laughs> that is a goopy freaky little weirdo and I love
0: him (laughs) this is one of those things where like the horror list sometimes they just pick a director and be like yeah his entire filmography just put it on there he never directed anything that wasn't horror and that wasn't any good let's just put it on here and for Yezna that actually works out I was really happy because uh, I I like this lead actress I think she does a good job and when she comes out with the fucking needles on her fingers and everything I was like alright let's see what happens here and like I like all the science lab shit I think that shit's interesting so uh, I like that that was really good. It's, it's interesting. There's always something cool to look at on screen. It re, to me, it defines the word classic zombie movie, because if I think about my favorite zombie movies, like my top three, they're fucking uh, One Cut of the Dead, Planet Terror, and Paranorman. And it's like only one of those is like a real zombie movies. But if you think of like, <laughs> I like Paranormal. Paranormal K- kicks ass. I'm not going to fucking it's take just, that back.
2: Like I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just really funny that it's on your list.
0: I always forget. It's also what like the, the third most meek gonna be, possible.
1: and it always, it always hits like a fucking dump truck. Just yep. never see it coming. Yep. Okay. Wait, whatever. But no, never I mean, apologize for. Did no, I, ever I make fucking
2: watched the the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead remake.
0: No, you didn't make me do it. I did that on my own. It was that on the list. I think we like yeah.
1: came to the conclusion on our own that you've seen every single Zack Snyder movie somehow, <laughs> except the Owl's
0: one. Or did you see the Owl's one? I saw the Owl's one. Yeah. God damn. It. Yeah, you've literally seen them all. I thought I assigned that to you. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I called it the Owl, the the Guardians of Gahol <laughs> Anyway, Anyway, nice. uh, Return of the Living Dead Three. That's the classic. This is the one we you think of. This is the one that's parodied at the beginning of Paranorman. A really good zombie movie, by the way. Uh, the, you know, like the boom mic and the shots. is like the low-budget sort of thing. The science lab facility that created these horrible monsters. Or, or the other one is like, uh, remember that fake zombie movie that they were making in Super 8? That, that's this movie. That's what they're doing. And I like it. And it's worth watching. And you're not bored when you're watching it, which you can't say for a lot of other movies. Such as <sighs> Needful Things by How's Stephen it? King. Hey, buddy. How long was it? So here's an interesting thing: if you were to go on to the internet and you were to look up the runtime of Needful Things and play along at home, do this on your own, uh, you can Google it and you'll find that the runtime is 120 minutes. I used a calculator, and this shows that it is two hours. You think to yourself, "Oh, that's pretty long. That that's that seems like a, a long runtime for a movie." But it's Stephen King; he tends to write a lot. What could possibly go wrong? Well, the version that I watched was the one that they put on television. And you think to yourself, "Oh, if they edit for television, they're probably cutting out some stuff. Maybe some of the violence, some of the gore, and stuff like that." No, no. What they did is they extended the movie by an hour. Oh, this they made a miniseries, didn't they? This is the three-hour cut of Needful <laughs> Things. <laughs> And it's well, you know, all still
2: King series, You know they're all just killers. So the
0: interesting thing about it is, I thought that miniseries are usually like, oh, special like two night special. You know, like what they would do for some of his other ones, like aired hey, on this night and this night. This is in one four hour block, four hours <laughs> with commercials. I, I watched one without any commercials, so lucky me. Coward. In the three hour <laughs> cut. It's still made for TV, so every single instance of shit is changed to shoot. One guy gets his hand caught in a mousetrap, he says, shoot. <laughs> uh, every single example of fuck as a noun, as you're calling someone a fat fuck, is changed to, you fat freak. So the entire time, i was like, oh, is this like Stephen King trying to be quirky with a small town police unit? Is they never swear because they're trying to be good Christians? No! No, they just edited it for TV. The basic idea of ne- of evil things is an idea that everyone has done before. This is the single least creative Stephen King movie that I've ever seen. Basic idea: some mysterious stranger comes to the small town with a new curio shop, and he sells, you know, things to, that people want. You walk into the store. It's like, what is the one thing you've always wanted? Max von Sydow says to people, and they find that one thing, and it's like, oh, how much do you got? I just pay Oh, all I got is thirty-seven cents. Oh, that'll do, as long as you also do a deed for me. You know, that sort of bullshit. That has been in every other horror movie that I've seen. This is in Jim No Chaser. This is in, like, fucking half of those anthology movies with uh, Peter Cushing. This isn't creative. This isn't original. This isn't unique. I can't believe this was a fucking bestseller. Apparently, name sells everything. I think people were probably just buying all his books just because they they had his name on it. They weren't even reading it. There's no way, because this movie fucking blows. It's so... It's different from other, like, Stephen King movies. Because, like, Stephen King movies, they're all over the place. Sometimes they're great. Like, Misery is great. Sometimes they're just fucking horrible. Like, The Shining 1997. That's horrible. And sometimes they're just fucking bonkers. Like, Maximum Overdrive or uh, or The Lawnmower Man. Those are all over the place. Needful Things is the worst of them because it's just so boring. Nothing happens in this. It's so uninteresting. There's so much classical music. They're, people are killing each other over ave maria come on what, what are oh, you fucking so you don't
1: have doing? to yeah. pay for it, yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah it's it is supremely shitty do not recommend all right next one oh boy uh parker have you heard of the term exploitation? i sure have well let's go to australia for our good friends with a movie called body melt uh
1: Ooh, that one's looked interesting for a while you Just, oh I mean that cover alone,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Body belt is like uh, <laughs> this is the only way I can think to put it. What if uh, Return of the Living Dead three but with a much lower budget? <laughs> uh, yeah, and also watch list. And also oh approximately one thousand times goopier. Fuck <laughs> that oh so much, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's really good. The basic idea is it takes place in Australia, so right off the bat, it's scary. And, uh, there is a new chemical company that comes out with a new drug for people, right? And you take the drug, and the first step, it's hallucinogenic, then it's, uh, I forget the second word, but the third is your body melts. Anyway, uh... Fair enough. Yeah, so people take the drug, and uh, then their bodies start melting. And it's, uh, it's actually really fun to watch. I Like, maybe this is the sort of thing that doesn't interest me. There's some really gross, uh, uh Australian rednecks, uh... And, like, that was, I guess that was probably the least interesting part of the movie, but also it's 82 minutes. Fucking what the fuck am I going to complain here? That's yeah, all I need to hear. The practical effects are really good. I really appreciate good practical effects, which leads me beautifully into uh, my last one here. This movie is called Necronomicon, which oh is, hell, yeah, the, is dude. the Book of the Dead. This is, uh, this actually features H.P. Lovecraft as the central character. And no, he doesn't have a cat, so... More of the Hollywood left fucking censoring history. This is directed by three people. Christoph Gans, who we know for directing uh, Silent Hill, that Parker liked and I did not. Uh, Brian Yasna, who has never made a bad thing in his life. And some Japanese guy, who apparently spoke absolutely zero English, so I'm not sure how he directed his segment. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I love that. This continues the proud tradition of Lovecraft adaptations being better than anything Lovecraft has ever written. Not the highest bar to clear, but... Parker, I'm going to sign on with your review about, like, you watch the first few segments and you're just like, eh, it's alright. You know, it's, it doesn't really do a whole lot for me. And then you get to the third segment. third segment is these two cops together. One woman and one man. They're driving together and it uh, turns out they they uh, slept together. And uh, she's actually pregnant with his kid and that's creating tension. And then she crashes... And then there is more goo in here than I've seen inside of a human being. (laughs) This is, it's, it it works so well. I love these practical effects. And these are things where this is, uh, like I said about Child's Play 2 and most other movies of that ilk. These are made to be checked out by an unwitting child from the video store. Then they watch it and their lives are never quite the same. I uh, Necronomicon comes away with a recommendation just as much as Body Melt does because this is uh, gross out done well. I, I actually like this shit and Brian Yusno, we must protect him at all costs.
1: He is a disgusting, filthy monster. and uh, I don't know what he's up to now, but we got a Come Kickstarter back. or
0: something. <laughs> Get back in guys.
1: here. <laughs> His films are so fucking
0: gross. Can you imagine if he directed Megan? Can you imagine like, that, that shit? Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't want
1: to imagine anybody touching my beautiful, beautiful Megan Because <laughs> like, if you look at his filmography He did Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 Which does not have a killer Santa It just has like Clint Howard and a whole bunch of bugs It's fucking weird <laughs> like, He is a disgusting, weird little man And I would do anything Yeah, uh, your hand's up
0: <laughs> Yeah, I want to respond to uh, Alex You said you don't want anyone laying a hand on your beautiful, precious Megan Don't tell that to Dan Schneider
1: Damn Got him
0: well, uh, Alex... Is he still
1: free
2: in the world? Like, I don't even know. He
0: retired with a fat severance check from Nickelodeon. Anyway, uh, Alex, uh, your turn. Go ahead. All right. It's it's time to wake up. up
2: this old chair. Yeah. Ah! All right. Just a few to talk about here. Um, first one is actually a rewatch of something that I hadn't seen in a long time. Because, uh, when we went to the theater to see Donnie Darko a few weeks ago, um... They, I guess they were also showing Shaun of the Dead like pretty recently after that. And she she was like, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. We should watch it. I was like, yeah, sure. That seems acceptable. Um, what are your guys' like feelings about that movie in general?
0: Uh, my feelings are good but overrated. I, uh, I think that every once in a while, there's a really good joke that hits really well for me. And every once in a while, I'm looking around and being like, you guys really like this that much? I think that, uh... What was the... Hot Fuzz? I think Hot Fuzz is a lot better.
1: I like it more than Hot Fuzz, because every time I watch Hot Fuzz, by the last 20 minutes, I'm like, alright, that's... Well, that's okay, two
3: yeah, hours. I guess that's fair. Yeah, it's, That movie's <laughs> yeah, like it, two hours long. That, okay. That's fair, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: um, so I basically... My, my stance going in was, like, basically what Chris said. Um because like i I, like i remember liking it i didn't really understand why my friends in high school wanted to quote this movie all the time i don't think it's eminently quotable like it's fucking weird like i now understand like enough about movies to know that this is like a movie that's like for nerds and like i i probably didn't realize that at the time Mm -hmm. um but like like there's there's enough there that it's not like a waste of time i mean the the fucking jukebox scene is fantastic oh yeah i mean granted I, granted I'm like the world's biggest mark for shots like that I'm probably like the biggest baby driver fan on this podcast because that was you know that also because movie
0: you've just seen like, it yeah.
2: <laughs> we <laughs> have I saw that twice in theaters
1: dude oh, I, I fucking a, love that movie I, I saw it in theaters um, oh I didn't know like you saw it alright oh, I'm sorry yeah. alright I, 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 got I to didn't like it as much as these other ones but I enjoyed it yeah. it was one of those where I knew it was like I'll probably watch this when I rewatch it in a couple of years and then mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of actors in that movie had some issues yeah, well, you know, it happens us? to the best of us.
2: Um, so, the one thing that I would say, like, slightly altered my opinion of this movie, because, like, coming out at it the second time, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, again, I don't really understand the appeal of, like, why this is, like, oh my god, Shaun of the Dead, it's the funniest movie. Like, I don't get those people, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't really talk to those people either, so, like, that makes sense. Um but uh, one thing that i is definitely true now that wasn't true when i saw this before is like i've seen a lot more zombie movies since then and uh i think this movie's actually really bad at lampooning tropes in zombie movies um i agree i which i think actually like probably bumped it down a half star for me um, because like like you know you watch a movie like this especially when it's from like a genre that you don't really consume a lot of content for <laughs> And there are some things that are just, like, very transparently. It's like, oh, this is in it because it's this kind of movie. But, like, once you learn what all of those things are, it's like, oh, no, this is actually just annoying. You didn't have to do this. Other directors have figured out that you don't have to. We don't need the fucking annoying guy that looks like Harry Potter just, like, well-actuallying somebody in every scene. Like, we get guy. it. Like, yeah. like, if this is a better movie, that character dies at, like, minute 35. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, like, I just gotta keep fucking listening to him. And he's just he hangs, or it's like yeah, we 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 get it, we get it. There has to be an annoying person that you're rooting for the zombies to kill. Like I understand how fucking tropes work, mm-hmm. but I just I, I kind of fell flat in that regard. Like movie's still fine. Um, yeah. Although I will say, um, skip. There is one issue that I have to address. Let's for this hear movie. Uh, If you call these three movies, the Cornetto Trilogy, ever, you are the lamest motherfucker on Earth. Yeah, like,
0: I'm, I refuse to use that word. I, uh,
2: I, you, you should refuse to use yeah, it, because I, it's something that, like, it, it is the rare, like, nerd signal to other nerds where, like, nobody else in the world could have the slightest fucking clue what you were talking about if you just said Cornetto, even if they've seen all those movies. Like, It's embarrassing. Like, you're fucking cringe if you ever call this the Cornetto. Yeah, I have to Google it. I
0: take a a different tack from this, uh, but I basically agree with your point. My thing is, you can't call it the Cornetto Trilogy unless you've actually eaten a Cornetto in your life. And I live in a real country, so I don't have to do that. And I also care about what goes into my body, so
2: that I'm is one of the that. great things about watching any british movie is just like looking at how ugly the people are and like how sad everything is like, yeah like, everyone's
0: gonna like oh yeah. man my love sucks they turn that doesn't suck that bad it's just, yeah <laughs> yeah it's
2: like well this could have been a lot worse it could yeah. have been born over there yeah. across the old pond <laughs> yeah um i get
0: my parker this is uh
2: parker this is something that is specific to your interests yeah um uh-huh. Uh, so you remember when we we watched the, uh, the the Wrestlemania bit with the jackass guys vividly <laughs> uh, what if I told you that there's a celebrity family feud episode that also has the jackass guys
1: alright right.
2: um, <laughs> so it's on Hulu uh, oh, fear not um, we have a six on six family feud the first team is Knoxville Danger Aaron uh, <laughs> Preston Jasper uh, who's who am I forgetting uh Rachel and Fuck. Uh oh Dave England. Dave England's on this team. Mm-hmm. Um the other team is Tremaine, um uh, Ponteus, Weeman, Darkshark, oh Zackass, and Butterbean. <laughs> okay. <Wait.
1: laughs>
0: okay.
1: I know which uh, team I'm picking. <laughs>
0: so uh, that, so... Wait, like a poopies <laughs> isn't it on either team?
2: I think he's literally too stupid. For I I was say, like, yeah. <laughs> it would just be the audio sunny <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, so, first things first. Knoxville comes up, comes out wearing the exact same outfit as Steve Harvey. Um, <laughs> you know they they announce like that they're playing Steve for trivia or whatever. Like uh, Tremaine's team is playing for like the Skate Park Foundation or whatever, yes. and Knoxville's team is playing for the Special Olympics. Um, they go through the first category, which is. Uh, the survey question is um things that you wouldn't want to happen while you were having sex in an airplane bathroom. Uh so you know th- th- and there's like eight answers up there. Mm-hmm. So like you know they're never going to sweep it. But like they they start like they they're getting some of the easy ones. We get to Dave England who says poop. Um to which Knoxville just pulls out a taser and tases him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should buy a taser for Josh. It's
2: all of the bits you could do with a taser, like, sound incredible. Um... <laughs> one of the questions asked to one Danger Aaron is, uh, um... Top things that, uh, like a hundred wives, uh, were surveyed. It's like, what the, what is the top thing that you would make out of like a, a husband with really hairy backs, like back hair? And he buzzes in first and says a forest, for which he also gets tased. <laughs> um... We get to our good friend Zackass, who literally cannot provide an answer. <laughs> and buzzers out. Um, <laughs> at, at some point they manage to uh you know like when they have to go to the middle to like do like the fastest fingers buzzer thing? Yeah, yeah. They somehow manage to rig We Man's and only Wii Man's buzzer to shock him.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: <coughs> There's gotta be a trick or something, man. <laughs>
2: uh, what I'm saying is it's good.
0: That sounds um, really good.
2: Parker, you're welcome. I expect you to tell me more about it tomorrow. I am so excited. I like how
0: only three people of that crew have... Three people out of what? Eight? Ten? Only three people there have any brains. (laughs) I would take Dark
1: Shark over most of that crew.
2: I, I think, like, I'm just rolling the dice on Butterbean. Like, no matter what. Yeah, we, did, how did bad can it go? Has
0: he lost weight? I thought he uh, he lost like a bunch of. He, weight. I, I
2: mean, he was very large, yeah, and now yeah. he seems pretty large. Huh. But also, they did have him standing between Dark Shark and Zackass, oh, well. so like, you know, it's <laughs> anybody's gonna look good there. Yeah. Um. All right. Two more things to talk about here. Uh. So Netflix put out an adaptation recently of one of my favorite books of all time, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh,
0: I want to see this
2: uh Chris let me save you the time oh this is fucking dog shit really? um so like I'll start with the good um like the set design looks nice they understand how World War one is supposed to look like skip you know I'm passionate about all things World War one movies like the look is right mm-hmm. and the stakes for the most part are right you know, because, like we get the we get it's a two and a half hour movie and we get like enough of pieces of the book like it diverges pretty far from the book in places but like it, it can like there yeah. should be artistic yeah. liberty taken there like the book spans almost the entire war yeah. like this is not the kind of movie that can do that it's fine that these characters show up in 1917 mm-hmm. Um. yes we know we know you're very small yes I think um, she liked
0: the original more
2: yeah yeah that's, that's what I'm gathering I'm actually um, average <laughs> so first things first for some reason, somebody involved in this decided that there needed to be, like, a blaring fucking, like, three-note techno aspect to the score. What? That blare, it, like, it happens, like, 20 to 25 times. And it's, like, always moments that you're expecting to be quiet, and then you just hear... And, like, I don't know if it's supposed to, like, keep you on your toes, because, like, it, you know, like, people couldn't sleep when they were in the trenches. Like, I don't, I don't oh. fucking get it. Like, I it, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um... They change the ending uh, in a really, really stupid way, because now, rather than, you know, Kaczynski dying in combat, like, with the the whole, like, he carries him all the way back from the front lines, and the doctor's like, what are you talking about? This man's been shot in the head, like, because he got shot while he was carrying him. Instead, in this one, they find out the war is ending, and they go to loot some farmer's chicken coop, and then the farmer's kid shoots Kaczynski. So it's like, the whole
0: fucking... It, the, the whole message is just like Right, yeah, that's that's the up. point of the fucking thing. That's like one I, of the best things i, I know, in dude. a war
2: movie. Dude, I know.
0: <laughs> no, okay, so and here's why I'm getting worked up. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, I was please, led astray. Please. I, and by someone I trust about these things, uh, my own fucking brother, Dominic, he, uh, Henry. Rat. Rat. <laughs> <laughs> Henry just landed in Kuwait, and, you know, he's. Hey, Josh. Apparently. Kuwait. Yeah, yeah. No way to go over here, dude. Anyway, uh, apparently <laughs> oh Henry God. saw the new, uh, fucking, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, and he really liked it. I almost got a chance to see this in a movie theater. I almost paid $15 fucking dollars to see this. I I'm am glad I'm glad I was that you saved that money. Yeah. I'm uh, glad.
2: Like, I. You know that this is my shit. Yeah, like as we've talked anti-war about this. movies about World War One. It's like fucking canon for me. For me to hate this, like, and like I, th- this movie is like like I know there's part of it that's like I'm gonna be a lore nerd about the book because I love the book mm-hmm. and like changing things from the book. Like I try to, you know, accept the artistic liberty liberty of things like that, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Like one of the things they add in this movie is uh, there's almost like a split screen effect going on with like. The, the generals, like, running the peace conference, like, to, uh, um, you know, like, just try to end the war. Like, you know, we know all these soldiers are just, like, waiting out the clock, you know, in this hellish, awful landscape, because, like, the generals are bickering over whatever. It's like, okay, you know, that's kind of effective. Uh, but then what they end up actually doing with it is, like, they set, like, basically a 24 o'clock for when the war's gonna end, and then we have, like, the last, like, 45 minutes of this movie is just these guys, like, well, we gotta make it to 11am when the ceasefire is, like, like, it just completely fucks up the stakes of the entire movie. Right, exactly. I I, I mean, like, in the book, like, the main character kind of dies in, like, a random, like, uh, like a random skirmish, because, like, and, like, the whole thing is, like, you know, he's finally found peace Mm because, like, all his friends are dead and stuff. Whereas this is, like, uh, uh, one of the, the the very mad, bald general is like, I'm going to rally these troops, and we have 45 minutes left of the armistice, and we're going to charge the French lines, because I want to go out fighting. And it's like, are you fucking joking me, man? Like, how stupid do you think viewers are? This movie, it's just, it's it's insulting to anyone watching intelligence. Like... Your themes are literally done for you. Like, just make it look pretty and cast it well, and like, you don't have to do that much with this. Nobody was asking for like a dude getting silent clock as he gets bayoneted, and then you hear the French guy's like, "Oh, yep, all right, war's over." Ooh,
0: ooh. Like, it's it's a good French accent. I can tell you've been on. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's that sounds awful. And the, the worst am... part about it is you describe this in a way, and you nail down what actually happens in this movie. This isn't one of those things where I feel like if I were to watch it, I'd be like, well, I took a different sort of uh, approach than you did. I, those are the things I really care about is you tell exactly. the story and you make the story matter in the way that it is supposed to matter. I am still stuck on them changing the ending like that that's fucking insulting
2: It's it, like, like so like you know it, it gets to the ending like they find out the war is like ending it's early in the morning like Kaczynski's up smoking a cigarette and they're like yeah we should go celebrate and like so like you know his death is coming if you've read the book like mm-hmm. you you absolutely know he has to die in the next ten minutes of the movie and you're watching this like well surely this can't be it Like surely they're not going to take away the most important character in this movie because they couldn't wait two hours to rob a french chicken farmer like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And that's what they do.
0: And it is
2: so, so bad. Did you like, you
0: watch the original 1930s movie, right? I have seen yeah. it. It's been
2: a while. I, I happen to like that I, one a lot.
0: That's It's a movie I think about constantly. It's got that iconic shot of him, like, reaching up for the butterfly, you know? Right. Ah, that, man, that's so it, fucking frustrating. Also, the, the it, fucking it put is. a 24 o'clock on the war... If I see the it's, clock there, yeah. then I'm just gonna be like, well, just I lay down your right. arms and just wait." Uh, as
2: I'm watching, like my whole thing is like literally just put the clock on the screen. Like you clearly think we're. I thought. I thought they actually. I thought that's what you were saying there. Actually. I, it, it's but even it if is they had like a every once in a while
0: twenty four but... hours till war's end or something like that. You know.
2: I. But that, even that's too much. Yeah. Exactly. Like, if
0: they have that, that's too much.
2: Like, I was sympathetic to the idea of doing the peace negotiation stuff of this movie because, you know, World War One ended over hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it's understandable to me that people would not have that, like, innate context of, like, what's going on here? Uh, and I thought it was partially that and partially, you know, the thing that movies like The Thin Red Line do effectively where, like, you know, Command is so, so completely divorced from the soldiers on the ground that, like, uh, it, it, it's... They're, like, it, it's obvious that these soldiers' material interests are, like, never going to be helped in, like, any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. because, like, the Command is just, like, is sitting around thinking about, you know, tactics and strategy and how to do- deliver the killing blow and all that shit. like... I thought that's where they were going, and then it ended up with like, "Okay, we sign your peace treaty. It goes into effect tomorrow at 11 a.m." Hey guys, I guess uh the last, the last like 40 minutes of this movie are just all of you trying to survive, and it's like, what is this a fucking horror movie? Like this is, I'm I'm genuinely mad. Like I, like fuck this movie. If you like this movie, you're fucking dumb. Yeah. Like you're. I sorry to your brother. He he, he feels listen, about as
0: strongly about liking it as you do about disliking it. I so I might have to. Like, I might have to get man. his uh, complete thoughts about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, do I'm that. Be and, like, honest, honestly, there's a possibility he didn't watch this. <laughs> there's a <laughs> Sometimes he's a th- yeah.
2: So no, 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 no. I was shocked <laughs> when I went on Letterbox like a day after I watched this, and like all the reviews were like glowingly positive. It's like if you guys never seen a fucking movie before, like. And it's not even like this movie is, like, woke in some way the letterbox dorks would, look, like, appreciate it. It's yeah. just, I don't...
0: You know, if I we had communism, we wouldn't have any more wars. So.
2: You know, if, like, I, there probably was one throwaway line about, you know, the Bolsheviks are going to take over if we don't keep fighting I, or something. I, like, even, but, that's not but, enough but for I, I, letterbox I yeah, dorks. Exactly. You gotta not, actually, not like... Like, yeah, yeah. it's a hive <laughs> article here for these <laughs> fucking dipshits. No, it's, um, no
0: I, I think that it's not just... I don't want to make it, like, oh... Because we've talked about, we've read the book, and you read the book more recently than i did I, that
2: was no dude i read that book when i was 13 oh never mind is, yeah. like i have i have never oh. reread it and it has stuck with me like page i read page. that when i was so. in
0: high school and uh, i remember <coughs> thinking to myself uh it was pretty good but i was assigned it so i was like kind of grouchy at it then I, when I, I watched the I, movie <laughs> i was like wait this is great so i think the solution here is we have to watch the 1979 version that was made for tv So, uh.
2: (laughs) I mean, it can't be worse than this. Also, I don't think I've ever told you guys my reading that book story. You were at the Uh, beach, right? I. It was my companion book on a vacation to the Dominican Republic at an all inclusive resort. I was twelve. I ended up reading that book every night until I cried. Like absolute buzzkill on
3: vacation.
1: (laughs) Damn, (laughs) it's what I brought. to Watch this. Damn. (laughs) Oh well.
0: Also, two and a half hours, Parker, so... You know. That's,
1: <laughs> yeah, the TV version will be good. Like the ones you watched. <laughs> All
0: right. Park, uh, Alex, uh, you have, like, one more, I think?
1: I
2: have one more. Just two strong thumbs down for that fucking movie. Oh, yeah, I'll keep going um, with uh, ju- And just before we recorded tonight, I took a little trip to the theater to see a new movie that is out called The Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Oh. Um, right. So, I have a lot of thoughts about this and I am going to try to explain them in a way that is coherent and makes sense to people that are not otherwise predisposed to the dumbass way that I talk about things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Martin McDonough movies, this is, to my knowledge, the fourth one. Like, In Bruges, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Seven Psychopaths sucks. Three Billboards sucks. Uh, and then you have this movie. And it kind of took me until this one to realize that he's just like, literally never written, like, a, like, good character. I don't mean, like, in terms of character development. I mean, like, every person in every one of his movies is just a fucking dickhead. Like, and that's generally not a winning formula for me. It is with something, like, in Bruges because, like, you're laughing at them. You're also laughing with them. But, like, um, you can make a comedy about shitty people. This is the same thing that I have said time and time again about why I hate Breaking Bad. Um... You can't have a serious, dramatic movie where everyone sucks. And I'm not saying this in some Marvel fan way where it's like, oh, "I need a protagonist, I need someone to root for." It's just like, I'm just watching people be shitty to each other. It's not interesting. This is why like, I don't like
0: Neon Genesis.
2: I mean, yeah, that's that's also a good point of comparison. Yeah. Um, so this movie, uh, we're in, we're on some fucking made-up rural middle-of-nowhere island, uh off the coast of Ireland in 1923. So the Civil War's going on. Um, uh, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell's characters are friends. And then one day, Brendan Gleeson's like, yeah, I won't be friends with you anymore. You're kind of dull. Uh, and Colin Farrell's character is like, well, you know, you were my best friend, so I'm just gonna, like, hound you about this. And like, like, no, we have to work this out. Like, I'm not dull. I can, he's, you know, and Brendan Gleeson's character, you know, he makes some good points. He's like, you know, I'm a lot older than you. I'm gonna die soon. Like, I want to focus on something that's, like gonna have like a lasting impact like i want to make music um and colin farrell's character just like doesn't stop it doesn't stop so eventually uh Brendan <coughs> gleason's character is like for every day that you talk to me i'm going to cut off one of my fingers and throw it at your door like if this doesn't get you to stop i don't know what will i just want you to leave me alone um which ends up happening uh there is a lot of stupidity for the sake of stupidity is a good way to put it, I think um, and I'm, so I'm like, I don't know an hour into the movie as, you know he's getting a fucking finger chucked at his door and like, I'm not really enjoying it there's like some levity uh, I this is gonna sound like a backhanded compliment but I swear it's an actual compliment uh, it's kinda like an Adam McKay movie, in that like even when it sucks, like, the jokes are at least written by somebody that's written jokes before so like, there's still things to like, chuckle at Um, and then, like, I don't know, at about, like, the hour ten mark, the, like, the metaphor really, really kicked in for me. Um, just the idea that these two guys who hate each other, who don't really understand why they hate each other, but just, like, keep escalating and escalating the conflict between them and everybody else, for that matter, it's like, oh, this is literally just a movie about the Irish Civil War. Now that I understand that, I like this. Um... Now, I, I never saw a trailer for this. I never read, like, a plot synopsis. I went in completely blind. I didn't know the genre of this movie. I knew nothing. So, like, I'm just watching these dudes fucking meander around in the 1920s on this stupid fucking island with their stupid little horses. Um, and I'm just like, hey, what, are we, what are we doing here? Like, nobody's interested. Everyone sucks. Like, why am I supposed to care about that? It's like, oh, right, yeah, history. It's really important for, you know, Irish people all who are, you know, the director and all of the leads. And once that clicked for me, I really enjoyed, like, the third act. Like, it, it, I thought it was a really effective way to message this idea of, like, stubbornness and, like, red lines being crossed. And, like, even though, like, for all intents and purposes, we should be friends, like, there are just things that have happened between us that, like, we can never forgive. Um, Which I think is really effective. Uh, I think this is very clearly his second best movie. Not that that's saying that much, because two of them are shit but uh not for everyone it's a little bit slow it's a little bit dry um but interesting like i'm glad i watched it and when i was at like the 80 minute mark i was like half thinking about leaving because i was bored to tears so that was a strong recovery like very strong recovery i don't know
0: also it's pronounced Um, in Bruges. thank you (laughs)
1: We can go with that. <laughs> Shout out to our Texas audience. That's still the only one I've seen, and uh...
0: probably keeping it that way. That's yeah, right. that's fine. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, Why ruin it? Yeah,
2: I, I don't. I don't know who specifically to rec- recommend this to, other than people that care about Ireland, like nope. actually care about Ireland. So, so um, Warwick
0: Davis.
1: <laughs> sure, whoever that is
0: Down here. <laughs> He's he played <laughs> Leprechaun in Leprechaun. Oh, there you go. He was go. also one of the. Evil um, ones. And was in willow.
1: Oh. It's pronounced
0: Brugs. <laughs> 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 um, yeah,
1: I think that's all I've got. Parker, what did you watch this week? I have one thing to say, and I am fucking livid at how much I'm enjoying Andor. I, I told you, dude! I how good fucking told is. you! I told you! It is like, <coughs> the best thing I'm watching right now. I hate it Easily. so much. Even I've it's... heard
0: good things about it.
2: I'm, I'm like, so mad that Star Wars finally, finally made a good thing, and I just can't tell anyone. Because anyone I tell, they're like, oh, you're a Star Wars fan. It's like, no, no, I'm not. I fucking hate literally everything Star Wars has ever done. This is good
1: anyway. What you do you think about it. Star Wars Visions? I don't. I'm here to watch Andor and nothing else. The prequel to the most forgettable movie in the entire Star Wars canon.
2: I... Am unironically really, really excited for a rewatching that movie once the two seasons of this are done, and b the inevitable director's cut that is coming because there's starting to become like a a groundswell of people that are like, "Hey, what if we actually showed people the movie that we shot? That's like two hours long." It is still and,
1: insane how much of that movie is just gone forever. Yeah. Also, Solo, but we'll never fucking see that. That's never. Been uh,
2: but also, we don't need another cut of that. So. That's, uh, Did you guys
0: hear that they are trying to make a, a series of films about the life of Luke Skywalker?
2: Oh, good. I was worried that they weren't going to do that. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the character. Uh, he is a guy that's good. He fights against guys that are bad. Um, and, you know, that's what it's all about, right?
0: As long as he isn't mentioned in Andor, maybe I'll get, like, a... Am I, am I- uh,
2: the only lore characters that are even mentioned, like, in passing are people that were in Rogue
1: One for, like, two minutes. Yeah, buddy, this is pre-original trilogy. Like, five years before, I think. Which Something is, like that, yeah, yeah. Put me right there, that's fine. I don't have to worry about someone be like, ah, I know a smuggler, and then just hanging myself. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, it's There's none of that. The only people that, like, you see, I don't know how far you are, Parker, but, like... Forrest Whitaker's character from Rogue One is back for, like, a scene. Oh, yeah, and dude. Like, like the, yeah,
0: it's like, like all right, sure, why everyone. not? Like, we don't know the name of his character, because no one knows a name why, of his Why character.
1: should I? Oh, man, I forgot Tony Gilroy was doing this show. Maybe that's why it's so good. Uh-huh.
2: That's why. It's
1: exactly why it's yeah. fucking good. Dude. I just finished like, episode three, because I remembered uh one, two, and three all came out at once. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Mostly I was just waiting to get past October, because it's like, I can't. I can't interrupt my limited Halloween time with, like, That's eight
2: hours of fair. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. On uh, the contrary, you should have, probably.
1: And also, I thought the season was already over. I didn't realize there was, still like, four more episodes. Oh, yeah. Cool. I, yeah, 12-episode
2: order is, like, kind of nice. Yeah. Like, I, like even now, I'm like, oh, the, we still have, like, at least one more climax to
1: get through. I assumed it was going to be, like, six or eight episodes. I thought it was already done. So I was like, cool, I'll just binge it. And then I opened the Wikipedia. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, already started it. Not going to stop. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's really fucking good. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't lead you astray on Star Wars, dude.
1: It has everything I want, which is, let's just get, let's go (coughs) into space and go in some weird seedy underworlds. And do a bunch of illegal smuggling and also to have these. I like that the driving force so far of all of the conflict is the most annoying fucking lanyard ass Imperial guy. Uh (laughs) He's such a smug little piece of shit who's just Captain Tryhard going against everyone's orders just to nail this one guy who killed these two shithead officers that no one cares about also did not expect him just to murk that dude in cold blood in like the opening scene oh yeah incredibly good
2: oh yeah like like it's a real tone setter of just like oh this isn't a disney plus show
1: got it this isn't most this isn't totally for babies which that's really all i ask for with these shows like look these are for babies just make it not like a hundred percent for babies and of course i had my moment where i'm like you know what I'm fucking over Star Wars. Like, I don't really care about this. Like, none of this cute shit's gonna work on me. And then five minutes later, I'm like, oh my god, the robot stutters. I would, the I would robot do anything. is so cute. I would do it's so cute. For the stuttering robot, I would kill most of my blood relatives to protect him. But yeah, I'm fucking in. I will be binging it like a madman. I am. Yeah. Ready to be heard again, baby. Let's hop on. Bloody, my DMs are open for any and all and or conversations. I'm excited to hop on this train, give the next show a <coughs> shot, and become absolutely furious with myself for letting my heart get broken again. But until then, hey, I'll take a good show. I'll take yeah. one good show in place of everything else. Still I'm not going to get. Glad, me glad we have before.
2: a a good sci-fi show, so nobody has to watch the Star Trek cartoon.
1: Yeah. Ooh sure hope neither one of us are on the ends of the, <laughs> the win-loss this week. Speaking yeah, no, of Star Trek... I, w- I wouldn't want to, you know,
2: ruin the suspense, but...
0: Yeah, okay, well, let's talk about the movie.
2: Oh uh, uh, Yeah, we watched one of those, huh? Yeah.
0: Uh, no Retreat, No Surrender 2, Raging Thunder. <laughs> the central question was asked in the first No Retreat, No Surrender, where is the superior karate? We determined it was, of course, <laughs> Seattle... This movie posits that it's actually in Cambodia. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I know Alex had talked about this in pretty good detail, but that might have been a year ago at this point. Could have been five years ago. Five I don't th- fucking know anymore. Pretty long yeah. ago, yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh Oh, are you puking? God damn it. Uh,
1: I'll deal with it later. I'm getting there. Yeah. It, Problem for tomorrow's yeah, Alex. Could, let it dry up, it'll be easier. It'll yeah. be fine. Put a put a paper towel over it. <laughs> But I just remember like okay I remember he said like it goes like in totally different directions and it's not related so I find it on YouTube because it's not streaming anywhere hit play cold open in Vietnam a bunch of people get executed <laughs> could not be more confused Did I checked three different links to make sure I wasn't losing my fucking mind
0: I thought maybe that was a ghost of Bruce Lee who was assassinating them <laughs> wish he came back so bad dude yeah Uh, well, no, there is no dojo in this, unless you include the, uh, the kickboxing one, where our lead character, who looks for everything, like he's on one of those, like, teen sitcoms or something, he looks like just another guy. More, he looks more like every other guy than any other guy. Uh, he comes to the country to find his old pal. He goes to a kickboxing gym, because maybe he would be there, and Cynthia Rothrock is there. I gotta give big ups. Cynthia Rothrock is a lot of fun. She kicks ass. She is so fucking cool. She's decent at acting, and she's very good at martial arts. And apparently she was, like, really good at martial arts in the sense that she was actually in that ring. Apparently it's considered, like, bad luck to have a woman in the ring. Kind of like pirate ships wouldn't allow women on their ships unless they are prostitutes. Anyway, uh, when she showed off how good she was, they were like, Okay, you can get in the ring, but you're not allowed to walk through the ropes. You have to roll under them. Uh, Alex, you have a question?
2: I'm sorry, you brought up pirates, so I had something I had to add to this. You watched the Pirate's uh, Porno? Uh, Probably at some point in my life, but no. Mm-hmm. um, No, I was reading in a fucking article for grad school Uh, that was basically about, like, the economics of terrorism and piracy, and the absolute hero of an author titled the paper, The Invisible Hook. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: that's really
2: good. <laughs> uh, guy's my hero of the week. All right, that's
0: pretty good. All right, on to the game again. No, uh, this... <laughs> So uh, he, he fights in jeans, our main <laughs> character. He, uh, he kickboxes in jeans, and I couldn't get that image out of my head. Not even in... I think testing. it's like
2: a weighted training clothes thing.
0: Maybe, <laughs> I guess. It's just it limits his mobility. You take off those jeans, and suddenly he can kick higher. And, Actually, uh, I like the
1: idea of this scrawny white kid just showing up in a different country and be like, "Oh yeah, I can do this too," and just beating the shit out of everyone there. <laughs> That's good.
0: So he gets uh he gets to stay at a seedy hotel. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, somebody up?
1: Raise my hand here.
0: Yeah, Alex. I mean, Park, do you have a question?
1: Hey, uh, what's the main character's name? That's a good question. Uh, oh, I can answer it for you. It's
0: Scott Wild with a Y. <laughs> Smoothie owns. He is in so many hair hair metal bands. Actually, that's that's it's funny you mentioned that, and I mentioned hair metal because uh, he has a girlfriend who is Vietnamese, shocker, and uh, he takes her out to a nice restaurant, and he's wearing jeans and a button-down shirt that kind of looks like the one I'm wearing now, but like buttoned. And she says, huh, still going for the Iron Maiden look. Parker, you're a fan of that band. Have they ever dressed like that? Yeah, notorious for <laughs> jeans
1: and button downs, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, leave,
2: leave them alone. Their, their, their perception of Iron Maiden comes from half a world away. <laughs> That's right, <yeah. laughs> By that point, the it's music like, like, dissipates.
0: It's a lot more quieter. It's, it's more I, adult <laughs> contemporary. It
2: just makes me think of when I went to Universal Studios in Singapore, and there was a dude that we were behind in line who was wearing a shirt that just said Boston on it and a hat that just said New York on it. It's like,
0: <laughs> it's like, all right, man. Best of both. Worlds. We know where you've never been. He's just a really big fan of the AL East. All right, yeah. so uh, he she takes him out to a restaurant, and you know she's wearing a nice dress. You know, moonlit on the river, and they eat tiger testicles, which uh, I. And he makes a joke, he's like, wow, I guess your dad must be tough. And I'm just like, where is this joke going? I don't know what the fuck this is. Then he goes to his hotel and he kills four people. (laughs) The escalation
1: of, wow, you guys eat some weird food. And then they go back to his place and it just looks like the basement room for barbarians. (laughs) And then they bang each other.
0: And then dude's just rolling with machetes. Yeah, then he kills four people he gets arrested and says you can't do this to me I'm an American which is true I checked the laws That's actually, actually yeah.
2: accurate like the whole reason I go overseas is to do unsanctioned indiscriminate murder he
0: could have just said king me and they probably
1: would have <laughs> well I mean as long as you're a, a male karate guy I mean, yeah female, white uh, karate <laughs> <laughs> practitioner, exactly <might> yeah. <laughs> just
2: wave your fucking MasterCard in the air and they all bow like at the end of yeah. uh, the empty man <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Just for you, buddy. Like you walk in that room and your thought as that girl has to be like, Oh, I'm getting trafficked like immediately. I need oh, to yeah.
0: knee him in the testicles and run. Oh well. Else, uh, I'm getting diced up. We will get to that. So they he meets up with uh, his friend. Parker, does his friend have an interesting name? No, his, but
1: I wish I was him more than anything
0: on oh, earth. Oh, absolutely! I want a, a former tepid romance with Cynthia Rothrock, and also lots of guns. Uh, his friend is just like, all right, so you want to get your girlfriend back? Are you a bad enough dude to rescue her? And the guy's like, pretty casually, yeah. I think I can take on this whole country.
2: <laughs> it, it's it's so cool that his friend is basically Tom Arnold in uh, fucking like Cradle to the Grave and shit. Yeah, like
0: it's just this whole fucking character is it's so good. Yeah. Anyway, he, Tom Arnold in Graves of the Graves says to him, All right, I got nothing better to do. I guess I'll come with you. So they meet up with uh, a third friend. There are too many friends in this movie. More friends than I have. He goes to some sort of army outpost, some sort of army encampment there where they're fighting someone. And uh, they talk to the guy. who's like, we need to take out these, uh, these Vietnamese. And, uh, or these other bad guys. I guess they're Cambodians or something. It was getting mixed up pretty. Also, I was cooking. So, uh, the character's just like, yeah, what if we gave you some of these guns here? And the guy's like, this doesn't do me a good... And the guy holds up a picture of a tank. He's like, wow, you were holding out on me. Alright, I'll take the tank. <laughs> but also, I want Cynthia Rothrock. And uh, the one guy's like, no way, man! And the other guy's just like, yeah, sure, take her. I don't fucking care. And uh, they were just going to leave her there as like a sex slave to this guy. I was like, it. She's just going along with it, too. She almost punches the guy over it, but it's like... Well, you know, they don't have agency over
2: there, so like it actually... Can't I guess, sense. yeah. It was like, she's just respecting their culture. She's the
0: most talented martial artist in the movie. They're <laughs> just like, yeah, I guess she's just going to be a sex slave. The nerve of this
1: movie to how you're like... It's these three people, and then every single other person in this movie is Chinese... Pretending to be Vietnamese and forced to speak English—it's it's
0: rough. Man. Oh, that reminds Wait, me. Did did your versions? That. Did your versions have subtitles? Because mine didn't. Nope. <laughs> I <laughs> had no idea. What I just funny. assumed
2: it wasn't important.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that for a while. Like the opening scene, the guy's like oh, no, 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 whatever. And he just like kills a whole bunch of people. Like well, I picked up on what that was, and yeah. <laughs> then like there's a long sequence between what I think was a father and a son, and one of them was a military general, and one of them was like a prince or something. What fucking, what was going on there? Yeah, this guy seems real well, bad. I, I, yeah, I got it from the
2: context. Unlike Black Hat, a movie where I didn't have subtitles and absolutely needed them.
0: Yeah, like that. All right, so uh, in that army encampment, one of the guys that I think they beat up and they're interrogating him, and I don't know if he speaks English, or whatever, he explodes, and that is true. This kicks off a number of explosions in this movie. I. Uh, the two guys, oh wait, I, uh, this might have been, um, I guess this is before they meet up with Cynthia. They meet up with Cynthia Rothrock because they, uh, they steal a helicopter. There's a lot of explosions, by the way. When they steal the helicopter, turns out Cynthia Rothrock is the one who's piloting it. We're like, oh, sick. She can pilot a helicopter and she can do spin kicks? Put her in more movies. This is the only intentional joke that made me laugh. Uh, she says, if you guys want to pull out, that's fine by me. I get paid either way. And the one guy says, that sounds familiar. And I, <laughs> it's played so casually. It's just like, was that improvised? Did you just do that? <laughs> that
1: this actually kind of has for me. one of the highest body counts I've ever seen in my
0: life. Yeah, everything from here on out. I don't know if you guys have any other notes. <laughs> Thank you, cat. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid furry motherfucker, get out of here! Cats usually respond to verbal commands, so that's all right. That's well, well. Uh, there is one evil bad guy who uh, spin kicks a guy into a crocodile lake. Oh my god, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the evil military that also works with the Soviets, question mark. I don't know, I didn't have subtitles, mm-hmm. I had to read Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, They just have a giant gator pit yeah. on their training compound, and that gator pit comes back three times. Oh, yeah. See, it th- is Schrodinger's gator.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Alex, you have a question?
2: Uh, I have a question for Parker specifically. Yo, what's up, buddy? Hey, you remember that Scott Atkins movie yes. where the, the evil guy makes people fight in the pit? <laughs> Hell yeah and like dude. he comes down there to fight with him and like disarms the other guy and then pulls out a gigantic fucking knife and murders him with it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was I thinking just, uh, that movie a lot. Not enough. To I look just wanna make sure. Yeah. But uh yeah. yeah. There he is He does in fact uh, fight a prisoner for his freedom. Uh beats the prisoners like oh don't worry you can go and then shoots him and throws him
0: in the gator pit (laughs) see this is the thing that it should be military hunters should be ruled by guys who are very good at CQC because otherwise like what are we doing (laughs) if you're going to make your movie though
2: uh, so my only caveat to that would be uh, the second in command should be very good at CQC, and the leader should be a really, really fat guy.
0: Okay, yeah, I right agree. Right. Yeah, the we, fat still guy from the first
1: us. movie should be leading. If
0: he had come back and like done a fucking Cartman voice or whatever, <laughs> that would have been perfect. All right. Well, uh,
2: do <laughs> you imagine if they drafted that kid?
0: <laughs> Dude, t- uh, Parker. He looks like Bob from Tekken. He does. I've accepted their culture, and they've accepted me. I'm never leaving. Oh, that means you get is. He's just in full face paint, hiding in trees with the Viet I don't know. He has to have, like, several things of face paint to get all that on there. <laughs> just some for his neck.
2: Well, they had to get specifically paint that was toxic so he wouldn't eat it out of the paint cans.
0: The
1: forbidden fruit. <laughs> Being an American defector. He's the only character that comes back from the first movie. He's yeah.
0: cutting into the fucking explosives like they're cake. <laughs> One for you. Outlander, I have your woman. Alright, so there's a Flooring ton of explosions you. and a ton of very, very dead people, including some monks. Uh. They Dude, go to some monks. The assault
1: because, on the monk monastery. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> the monks the and,
0: to be fair, to be fair, Cynthia Rother is like, well they're peaceful monks. They don't they don't kick anyone's ass. They don't bop, and they go down there, turns out the monks bop. And they got rope traps and shit, and uh, they have to use all their techniques to uh, beat the monks.
2: Honestly, the evil monk the evil monastery place is like the absolute highlight of this fucking movie. <laughs> Just like, why is this here? It's like, oh, it would be really funny to watch these white people kill some monks. Yeah. You're right.
1: That seems to be the driving force of a lot of this movie is what would be a fun place for like four white guys to show up yeah. and murder 30 Vietnamese people. You. Like, we didn't even talk about how he gets arrested. They have that giant street fight and they throw a snake at that dude and then <laughs> the one, one of the other guys throws a <coughs> grenade and he throws the guy's corpse on
0: top of it. <laughs> Yeah, Corey Yun, really, who directed this. I don't know what else he directed, but uh, I hope it was other stuff like this. He may have been the director of Yes, Map, which had Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh, which is actually good. So that He did a lot of
1: fun. good movies, and then he came to America, yeah. and then he directed movies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, also, it turns out the real bad guys are the Soviets. Who could have guessed in 1988? I, I mentioned on, uh, what was the... the was that movie where the the Soviets invade America? What was that one called again?
1: Red Dawn? Uh, Red, Red Dawn, Red Dawn, yeah.
0: I mentioned on the Red Dawn episode that my anti-communism takes a backseat to no one. Except whoever made Red Dawn. Well, also this movie. Because, uh... good? Uh, Alex, go ahead. I would just like to uh,
2: state for the record that this director directed a movie in 1991 called Fist of Fury 1991 and then directed a movie in 1992 called Fist of Fury 1991
1: 2. Yeah, I had a a lot of his movies to my watch list, I'm going to tell you right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rules. This guy is a legend. Let me tell you about the anti communism here. Okay, so you got the main bad guy, right? So the way that they beat him, their secret technique, because I think before this, he he fucking perforates Cynthia Rothrock. He puts fucking 11 bullet holes in her bodice.
1: He, yeah, he kills the shit out of her with yeah. extreme prejudice.
0: Yeah, well, uh, they decide that they're going to get him back by smashing a portrait of Lenin over his head. Then they wrap him in a <laughs> Soviet flag, hang him by his neck, drag him behind a jeep, throw him into a crocodile pit, drop the jeep onto him, and then they blow him up sorted. I really thought that he was <laughs> I really thought that he was going to start like climbing out of that pit and just like a robot body or something like that or it turns out like underneath him the whole time was just Bolo Young wearing the, uh, the skin of a much skinnier man
1: Tell me how every action scene in this dog shit movie no one's ever seen is better than every 20 million dollar movie I've seen in the
0: last decade Corian's just better at filming fight scenes, I guess it's that's it. Obscene how good
1: this movie is. The
0: only problem, I think, with this movie is it's an hour 44. If you replace this main guy with Don the Dragon Wilson, this is a tight 79. Oh, yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Take this in the editing room. Cause yeah.
0: He doesn't even need a helicopter.
1: He'll just hike. So much of the third act is like Cynthia Rothrock deep in enemy lines fighting for her life, and then it just cuts back the two dudes like climbing up a waterfall. Nope. Guess again. Cut that. Yeah. Don't need it. Yeah. Uh, Big fan of the one line I wrote down, which was never trust abroad. Which is (laughs) a thing they say while fighting for their lives in Cambodia. Then she dies in his arms.
3: arms.
1: She she gets shot, like you said, 47 times, and then still, like, is able to
0: rattle off some one-liners before she croaks.
1: (laughs) He dies violently.
0: He actually says to her... You always get the last word. You just dropped me.
1: <laughs> uh, what we learned is that Seattle karate is in fact superior to Vietnamese karate. Yeah, and that's the really lesson to take away here.
0: I've been saying that. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well sped through that one, didn't we? The way we sure I like did, buddy. Yeah. Well, first of all, Chris is sick. Second of all, let's rip the bandaid off. Let's get to the game of games. Well, I'd love to, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 3:30 in the fucking
3: <laughs>
1: Hey,
2: uh, Chris, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Yes. All right, well, let me go ahead and share my screen here. Uh-huh. Uh Um, alright. So, as you can see from the records up here for week 9, everybody had a positive week. Nobody has to spin the wheel. Yay! Um, you guys remember how the draft order works, right? Regrettably. Yeah, so, uh, you know, since Chris up here has more wins than I do, um, that defaults me to first pick, Chris will pick second, and Parker will pick third this week. Uh Uh-oh. I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I had, you know, no, no influence on this whatsoever. You know, it's just, it's just what the picks, the picks fell as they, as they did. Uh, would anyone like to use any of these assignments before we uh, bring up this roster of games? No,
0: I gotta, I gotta remember what I'm gonna assign people. I keep forgetting.
2: So. Also, remember, like, you could go negative. So.
0: Yeah, I know. That's i kind of. In fact, I probably will. So. <sighs> You'll yeah, hold off one more week. Yeah.
1: I have something I mean, well, real
0: meat in mind. I probably right, well it. then
2: the peace treaty will hold. Uh, let's get into the draft. Um, here are the games this week. See any you like? Of course you don't.
3: <laughs> yeah, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, this is,
2: I love that we say this every week. It is somehow surprising every time. Yeah. Uh, with the first pick in the Week Ten game of games draft, I will be selecting the New York Giants. All right, Chris, you're up.
0: (coughs) For double points, I would like the Philadelphia Eagles. That is double points. It's true. Some people forget. I did.
2: I did not. I just actually don't think they're going to win that game.
0: I will take
1: my fighting Chiefs, who are bad, but also. They're playing Jacksonville. Yeah, there's four good teams, and they are one of them sometimes. If that. Then I will also take my boys. Oh.
0: Smart move. I will be goddamned if I ever bet on Green Bay again. Can you imagine me at the fucking Buffalo Wild Wings watching them fucking lose to Detroit? (laughs) Look,
2: I, I just... There's a lot on the line for that game for you, Parker. Now that you are, you know, emotionally tethered and Game of Games tethered to the Cowboys. Dude, but also, I your have, access... I have to get... To, <laughs> to into to the Weber
1: Field shareholders Oh, I, rub I have it to in. get in that channel. <coughs> I have to get in
0: there. Yeah. Alright, uh, who am I taking? I am gonna take... I'm gonna take... <laughs> the cats of Alex's room, the bears.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, like... If that's not a sign, I don't know what is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um. I'll go ahead and start this off with the Dolphins. That's a good pick. Who I will just somehow never quit on. Um. Oh fuck, that's a Munich game, isn't it? I almost would to pick that for memes. Do it. No, no, can't do it. I'll take the Titans.
0: Oh, I wanted them. Well, wow. <laughs> Yeah, man. This oh, is, uh, I'm gonna take a team that Alex says is good, the Raiders. Call. Cool.
2: That's what? probably the correct pick here.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Alright. A lot of Cooks teams, huh?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gotta win these games. Well-
1: I will, uh, take Minnesota on the off chance that, uh, Josh Allen has Tommy John surgery and he's fucking though. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the Rams are dog shit, but, uh, Call of Duty's going strong, selling a lot <laughs> of costumes. So I'm just gonna double down on that meme All until right, it yeah. doesn't pay off. It's paying off so far. hmm I will take, uh,
0: Seattle.
2: All right. Saves me from having to choose that fucking game. Early
0: morning game for old man won't work out.
1: Not wait to not watch that game.
2: Yeah. Uh go ahead and give me the uh the fight in Kyle Shanahan's. Oh,
1: of course. Everyone's favorite team. Uh,
2: I probably fucked up the order here. I was supposed to take the better team second. Yeah. Um Yeah, well, too late now.
3: Push posh.
2: You know what? I'm going to take the Bills.
0: Probably get
2: there. I believe in Case Keenum.
0: Alright. I am going to be. I'm going to take. Yeah. yeah. As we call them around here, Hot Lana.
2: Alright. The Falcons. They managed to win that game two weeks ago when we played it.
1: <laughs> Parker.
3: Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just staring at the Saints and Steelers like, who do I even, like, jokingly take on the, Who the
3: fuck?
2: You want to know who's favorite in that game? Sure. Let me take a look.
1: Oh, That's right. going to swing it for me, probably. Yeah.
2: God, I hope, beyond hope, this is a pick'em. Same. <laughs> Alright. Go ahead and take your time loading this shit. NFL. Uh, Where are you hiding? View all events. Where the fuck is it?
1: Not a good sign. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want your money, please.
2: (laughs) There is a. There's not a line on this game. (laughs) God damn it. That's probably good. Sorry, buddy. (laughs)
1: Okay. in that case I don't want to touch any you know what it'd be really funny if the Colts won I don't think they will but it'd be really funny if they didn't so I'm just gonna it would be funny
0: yeah I guess the fucked up way.
3: yeah
1: and (laughs) or the multiplier (laughs) my fighting commanders you gotta roll the dice baby That's
2: gotta roll the dice you absolutely have to roll the dice alright Chris you're up
0: which one did, did Parker take Saints or Steelers which, uh, which one did you take neither <laughs> he took neither <laughs> I would rather yeah.
1: take my chance with Jeff Saturday's coaching debut than <laughs> fucking put any odds on that game whatsoever yeah
0: is his uh is his commanders one is that technically what, what's that times is that times something extra? Uh,
2: so it's whatever the round is and then double it so this is this would be times six total that's what I thought yeah right. yeah
0: Oh, I will
1: Can I <laughs> Hey Close out that tab now I don't want to see that wheel tab <laughs> <laughs> over to that You piece of shit
0: Yeah <laughs> You know what <sighs> Give me the chargers yeah, Give me the chargers
2: The chargers Alright
0: uh, That was almost Oh I don't even thing. I feel bad for that Oh
2: Yeah it doesn't feel great no, it Um it <laughs> Well, for starters, I'm going to take my Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm not counting out touchdown, Tom. Give me the Buccaneers again. Give me the Saints. Okay, taking the Saints.
1: Oh, I'm about to get
0: diabolical. Jaguars oh. are right there
1: gonna hedge my bets <laughs> bet on the Packers baby cause uh I know what my team looks like after a buy historically and it ain't fucking good and my Jags <laughs> let's fucking go boys <laughs>
0: uh Chris you got a question yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to I'd like to assign something
1: yeah All right, yeah go
0: ahead yeah uh I'd actually do, I'm gonna give a good one here Parker uh wait I don't know if you've seen this uh, have you seen Galaxy Quest
1: Yes, several times. Oh,
0: fuck. All right, uh, I'd like to rescind my... I'll find a different one on here. Maybe not a good one. Fucking... Sorted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am still looking over my list as I... Oh, wait, hang on. I have to take some time to look up this fucking... Which team I'm going to take.
3: <laughs> good luck, oh, You'll be
0: fine.
2: <laughs> Did someone take... These games are good, right? <sighs> Here's your answer to that. <sighs> 22 teams have been chosen if i'm not mistaken yeah that's correct 22 of 28 give me the cardinals i would have done it if you didn't all right god damn
0: it <laughs> what is the longest movie I don't find out
1: I love self-sabotaging for the bits. (laughs) It's so good.
0: Oh, wait. uh, Parker, I'm going to assign you uh, Silver Streak. Is that what I think that is. It's a a movie with Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, and uh, uh, Josh and I both really like it.
2: I don't feel good about this, uh, but I will take the Panthers. They weren't only Panthers have not been chosen okay. and they are at home yeah. and come no. on <laughs> my Lions
0: <laughs> all right I all right. got it. you guys
2: want to take stock on who's left yes all right the Broncos are left the Browns are left the Texans are left and
0: That's it. murderers row right here Uh,
2: yes those are the only three remaining teams so, you can take solace in knowing that we cannot go an extra round.
0: I will take the Browns. Can't the Dolph- I? I'm taking the Browns. The Dolphins are not winning another game for the rest of the year.
2: I suppose if Parker wants to, he can take whichever team is left for I'm the extra multiplier. S- I'm
0: tempted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got
2: Houston against the Giants or Denver against Tennessee. And it might be Malik Willis. You know, you don't know.
0: Oh, my God. Bad boy. Dunham. I'll take Denver
1: okay it's not worth I'm not gonna eat a time seven to take Houston against the Giants <laughs> if it was any other matchup. <coughs> <clears throat> what a coward that almost worked I'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> <laughs>
0: I stopped for a second No <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit I do that all the time
2: Right. This was green before, right? Not yeah. Sure. Went out. All right. So this to recap, brutal. <laughs> I have the Giants, Dolphins, Titans, 49ers, Bills, Steelers, Buccaneers, Panthers, and Lions. Chris has the Eagles, the Bears, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Chargers, the Saints, the Cardinals, and the Browns. That does not
0: sound good when you read it out loud. (laughs) Parker has
2: (laughs) the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Rams, the Colts, the Commanders, the Packers, the Jaguars, and the Broncos.
1: Hell yeah, dude. It's (laughs) great how by round two you're like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) It's just an immediate (laughs) drop off four teams in
0: (laughs) I have a feeling I'm going to lose a lot of points. I feel like I should use some more assignments on here.
1: Yeah. You want to go deep in the negatives, my boy?
0: That's a good point. Maybe I should do that.
1: Yeah. You want, you want to try that game?
0: No. Hey, you can get out eventually, right? I, I prefer not to do that. Yeah, so That's uh, how gameplay works. I will hold You get in a
1: huge, huge debt, and then you just keep doubling down until you win it all back. Yeah.
2: You know what? Parker, convinced me. Which one of you wants to spin first?
0: This guy right here. All Let right. me have it.
2: Alright, calm me down, Chris.
0: Alright, yeah, let's see. In three, two, one, go. Ooh. Oh, video game movie. That covers a lot of ground, Parker. Damn. Parker covers Fuzz. a lot of ground himself.
2: You know who doesn't cover a lot of ground?
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: All right, All right. is it my turn? Yeah. All right, in three, two, one, go. Come on, big pyramid. Oh, so no.
2: Starring <laughs> SNL cast member.
1: Eli Roth is right there. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, I, I think I've seen most of his movies.
2: Well, you can also pick one that he's, like, acting oh, okay. in, right. so... Yeah. Like, oh no! That's why I felt that e. Loth, Eli Roth's a fair space.
0: It's just so much. Eli Roth is what they call him in Japan. <laughs> Keep it. I <laughs> will. All right, well. all right. Anybody else? Are we done here? No, I gotta write that down. All right. All right. Starring SNL cast member. I'm uh-huh. looking back because I'm pretty sure I've got
1: all my assignments ready, but I'm gonna watch them. Okay, I think. Think. Downloaded and ready, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This uh, this fucking sucks, you guys. <laughs> I fucking See you next football. week. I hate for the game of games. Of I hate it so Look, much. We should stop playing it. Yeah.
2: All you gotta do is win or
1: lose. Damn. He. I actually haven't thought of it like that. My team <laughs> should just That's, be better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why didn't you think of that? All right. Well, Parker, here's something to think wow. about. Uh, what's our next episode be?
1: a fantastic question that I don't have the answer to uh, I mean uh, if you want to do a recent movie my friend already bought tickets for Black Panther but if you don't want to do that I can no, find I another white
2: karate it's like three movie. hours long yeah, I'm not gonna wait
1: know. what is it
2: yeah uh, have fun buddy I think it's actually over three it's
0: over three oh okay. you're, you're fucking not think... I'm not fucking doing that uh, Parker you said fantastic and I'd like to know about the rise of the silver surfer
2: okay two hours 41 so, same okay, thing wow.
0: Dude, how long is Rise of the Silver Surfer? I'm going to look that up. It's going to feel longer than 2.40, I promise you. Let me look it up. Hold up.
2: One hour, 32 minutes. That's not bad. Dude,
0: that's good. All right, we're going to do Rise of the Silver Surfer. God
1: damn it. I don't know why, but okay. Directed
0: by a guy named Tim Story.
1: Same guy as the first one. Don't worry, buddy. It's real good. I should know, because I watched it when we covered the first one. Spoilers, it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, Coming I remember. First one? Oh, well,
0: <laughs> oh, no!
3: ah!
1: and that's the tea, sis.